0: friends, welcome back to Hot Flash Mama podcast. Today's show is going to be all about IF, intermittent fasting. We're going to talk about what it is, how it's done, some of the benefits, side effects, basically the pros and cons. And then I'm also going to Give my input on what might be best for women that are in menopause or going through menopausal or perimenopausal symptoms. Now, this is the perfect time to say I am not a doctor, and of course. I don't play one on TV. So before you start any program, whether it's exercise or eating, any nutritional program, please check with your healthcare practitioner or your primary doctor and make sure it's okay before you get started on that. If you enjoy the podcast or if you get any valuable information, I would love it if you could please rate, subscribe, and share it with a friend. It's all about sharing. Sharing means caring. The main reason I started doing this podcast in the first place, well, I'd been in menopause twice, and it just doesn't seem fair that I don't get to share all the fun learning experiences that I had and all the nutritional information with other people. It's all about grab someone's hand and help them through a tough time in their life. No one knows everything. We all need to be able to share what we do know. Now, if you have a crazy menopause story, or if you have a recommendation for somebody that you would love to see interviewed on the show, I am going to start doing interviews very soon. It has taken me a minute to learn how to get that all put together, but I am ready to go. So I have a few guests that are going to blow your mind. And I can't wait to share them with you. But if you've got a crazy menopause story, please reach out to me at thehotflashmama at gmail.com. And I would love to hear what you've got. I've been in health and nutrition for over 25 years. And even before I was in health and nutrition, it seems like there was this thought process that you need to eat five to seven small meals a day in order to lose weight and be healthy. So when intermittent fasting came out, and I will just say IF from now on, when IF came out, I had a hard time wrapping my brain around it for about five minutes, mainly because we were told, eat little meals throughout the day, help your body digest better. Now, after being in the industry for so long, I had to think about, okay, what does fasting do for our body? Why would this be a better option to eat one great big meal and then maybe not eat the rest of the day or break it up a little bit? So I had to retrain my brain a little, do some research But then I had to try it on my own and I have been doing it for about a year and a half or maybe even a little more and I really love it. So I'm going to tell you what the pros and cons are, why I love it personally and what it's done for me and then I'm going to just kind of give you in a nutshell what it can do for your body and why it can be beneficial or maybe not for some people. So what is intermittent fasting or IF? Basically, the easiest way I can describe it, it is allowing your body to rest from digesting things or digestion. When we eat, our body gives that a priority because the last thing we want is undigested food particles floating through the intestines, undigested food particles can actually cause a wide range of health issues. Not to mention, if it's not digested, you don't get the nutrition from it. Giving your body food, it has to take that as a priority to break it down and digest it before it passes through the system, which means everything else may get put on hold. Allowing your body to take a break from digesting can give it the energy to do a lot of other things that it may have been thinking thinking about. It may have been on the to-do list of things that it never really got around to, especially if you are like a lot of people. We are eating several meals a day. We're eating things that are processed, so our body has to work extra hard to digest. Those things can actually really slow down digestion, and that keeps our body from being able to do all these other things like anti-aging, it puts those things on hold. Intermittent fasting can actually be quite beneficial in the anti-aging process. Let's talk about how it's done. The concept behind intermittent fasting is that you're keeping anything, and I do strongly say anything, from stimulating your body to produce stomach acid or insulin to break it down or digest it. So if you want to do what they call a clean fast, during your fasting window, you are only consuming plain water with no sugar, no artificial sugars, not even stevia flavors. Carbonation is an iffy thing for some people, but just plain water, black coffee with nothing in it no cream, no nothing, and black tea. I know that just makes it sound so fun and exciting, but trust me, it's not as hard as it sounds. When I first started, I did not think it was a possibility. I thought I have to have creamer in my coffee. I can do the fasting part, but I gotta gotta have that creamer. And over time, I broke myself of that, and it didn't really take that long. It was just a few days of being consistent without putting that in there. Now, a lot of people also say that it's best if you don't even take nutritional supplements. And I do agree with that because if I take a supplement, especially a whole food multi that I love to take during my fasting window, it will make me hungry. If I don't take it, I do not get hungry. So that is pretty plain and simple there. If you can avoid taking those, please do. That will help. Now, if you're on medication, absolutely, you are going to follow the doctor's orders and you are not going to stop doing that. We really need to think about the fact anything that makes your body produce insulin is going to break that fast. That is why you don't want to put anything in your water or your coffee or your tea. There are so many different types. I think if you Google it, you will find anywhere between four to nine or even more types of IF. But there are basic ones that most people recognize the terms they are the ones that most people kind of put everything into you can add food intake as far as what you take, that can maybe alter how they label an IF diet. So the main one is the time where you fast and then you feast. And that is a really good book and I will link it in the description. There's going to be a couple of books that are written by the same woman that I just love and I will share those in the description. During a fast, of course you're having only the water, etc. That can be anywhere from 12 hours of fasting and 12 hours of eating. 16:8 is a very very popular one, especially for menopausal women, and people that are of a certain age, then you get into the 18 hours, six hours. And if you haven't done the math yet, you can see that I'm talking about a 24 hour day, you're eating for half, you're not eating for half or whatever the time may be. Now, most of us sleep eight hours. So that gives us such a big head start. 20 hours of fasting four hours. So it's a twenty four is usually where I like to hang out. I do that between 24 and 18 six, mainly because once I start eating, it's harder for me to stop. There is what they call O M A D one meal a day, where sometimes it means you just eat one meal, and then you're done. And sometimes it means you're taking a smaller eating window and eating a meal, but you're eating it slowly. It is suggested that you break a fast slowly, and I am one that I struggle with that because when I go a 20-hour, even a 22-hours of not eating, I just want any and everything. If you read the books, they actually tell you calories don't matter. It's about how you eat. But I have been doing this for a year and a half, and if you eat 10,000 calories, chances are good, you're not going to lose any weight. Another option is every other day, or they call it an alternate day. And then there is the five two, where you either you eat for five and fast for two, or you can do a one one day, then two days off. It's just kind of all in that altering what days you fast, those are full days. You then have your extended fasting 24, 36, 48 hours. Those are great to do, especially if you're going to jumpstart or you have stalled out somewhere, but you just want to make sure that anytime you're doing this IF, you are making sure you are keeping hydrated because that is essential I can't imagine that somebody could do IF without drinking a lot of water because you literally crave it after a while. But I have to say that because it's very, very important. You don't want to do it for too long, according to Jen Stevens, who's the author of the Delay Don't Deny. She said that if you do it too much, that your body will go into starvation mode. And we've all been taught that. So I'm sure there's something to that. There's some benefits to the longer fasting. Obviously, there's a lot of things to consider. Also, the ideal daily IF, which is what people refer to as intermittent is that you're doing it daily. If you can do 15 to 16 hours every day, that is going to have some great long-term benefits. It's also a nice groove to get into. So I'm going to tell you what my benefits were, the ones that I saw the most when I started doing the IF. Number one, I learned that, hey, I do have control over food, because I always just thought I didn't. I can control. And I love the concept of the book, Delay Don't Deny, because I can use that and apply that to so many things in my life. I don't know if you can, but I certainly have used it in a lot of areas of my life. I have learned that I can delay. I don't have to deny. You should try it. It just might blow your mind. The second thing I do that has really increased even more, I'm a big water advocate. You guys have heard me if you've listened to the podcast, how important water is, especially for anti-aging. If you have any health problems, it's absolutely important to have a good amount of water. Anytime I get hungry during my uh, fasting time, I just drink a bottle of water or a big, huge glass of water, 20 ounces, I can drink that down in just a few seconds, almost but I have really increased my water intake. And I am thrilled with that because sometimes when I'm eating throughout the day, I don't think about how much water I'm drinking until it's nighttime. And then I, you know what that means. It means we have to wake up in the middle of the night. Side note, if you get a little shaky when you're drinking a lot of water, or if you're drinking so much, it can flush minerals from your body. I have only had that happen just a handful of times you can get some trace minerals that do not have flavor in them and i can also post that so you have an idea because you just don't want to throw money at a bunch of different ones that maybe won't help you or that might break your fast another thing is i tend to i'm not going to call myself a foodie cuz i can't stand that <laughs> i don't know what a foodie is foodie i love food food is is fun it's great it's a big thing to socialize around. So it's been around my whole life, and we just make a big deal of it. But I don't have to think about food when I'm doing IF. I can get up, go straight to work, or go do what I need to do, and jump into it without thinking, oh, is it time to eat? What am I going to have? How am I going to have it? Do I have enough time? Blah, blah, blah. I just zoom right past the food, thinking about it until I'm ready to eat. And then I can think about it. The night before is a good time to plan what you want to have the next day, right after you eat. That's my little personal trick or tip. So plan your meal the night before, right after you've eaten, so you know what you want to have the next day. And then it's even more simple. The next thing is my blood sugar. I used to get shaky. If I would put cream in my coffee and then not eat until noon or one o'clock, I would get shaky or my stomach would bother me. I would have blood sugar issues. And when you don't put cream in your coffee and you don't eat, it's amazing. I always thought it was the caffeine, but it's not. I can drink two cups of coffee, black coffee in the morning and lots of water. And I do not have a problem with shakiness unless I take something to stimulate my body to start producing insulin prior to me eating, and then I can get a little shaky. Another thing that I've noticed is that I have an abundant amount of energy while I am fasting. When I'm in that no eating window, it's crazy. I have great focus Mental focus, and I have a lot of energy now because of the way I do it. And I don't recommend doing it just like me, but I get really hungry at the end of my fast, and I kind of stop drinking water towards the end because I want to make sure my digestive juices are getting ready for food. I tend to probably eat way too much when I first start eating. Or I'll eat one meal and it will make me tired because now my body says, hey, it's time to digest food. So during the day, it has the opportunity to do all the things that it's supposed to be doing. And then whenever I eat, it has a chance to digest. So I wanna kind of address that right here. A lot of people believe that Thanksgiving meals, we all get tired because of the turkey and the tryptophan. Well, tryptophan does not make you sleepy. It may relax and calm you. It's actually a phenomenal nutritional supplement in my opinion, but it doesn't make you necessarily sleepy. What is making you sleepy on Thanksgiving day or anytime you eat or overeat But a great big meal is going to make you tired because just like I said in the beginning of the show, your body has to stop doing everything else that it's doing in order to digest the food. It is a priority. And the bigger the meal, the harder to digest, the more tired we can become. So for me, my biggest thing is learning to break my fast with something light Recently, I've been doing a protein shake with coconut milk, and some flax fiber, and a little bit of moringa because I like it. But that has been my fast breaker for, oh, I would say the last three or four days, maybe. And I don't seem to get as tired. As a matter of fact, the more I break my fast that way, the less tired I seem to get when it's time to eat. As with anything, it's an absolute learning curve. Your body is different from my body. So you just need to kind of play with it and take notes and get to know your body. Nobody cares more about your health more than you. I don't care what people try to tell you, you need to be responsible for your health. According to UCLA, fasting or IF can actually help with clearing your brain fog, which I Experience that also, that it could reduce the diabetes risk, it may improve your sleep, it may reduce inflammation, and it can help with weight loss. So with all of those benefits, you can't help but want to give it a shot. Why does it help with so many things? And I like to point out the anti-aging, because this is an anti-aging podcast. Autophagy is when your body does not have food to create energy. And so it recycles and removes old and damaged cell parts to create energy. That means that it's taking the garbage, and it's recycling it to make it something useful. So it's a win-win situation. You're getting rid of stuff that shouldn't be there, or is maybe slowing us down or causing us to age faster can cause free radical damage, things like that. And then it's recycling it and burning it for energy. So we still have that, that energy level, but we're not consuming the calories that go with it. So that's kind of a win win. Doing it from 15 to 18 hours, you're going to see the most results on a daily basis. But doing it daily it's kind of got a stacking effect. So when you deplete your cells and your liver of glycogen, then you will start going into a fasting mode faster. That can help bring autophagy into play a lot sooner. And the autophagy is what gives us that anti-aging and health clearing benefits, according to Jen Stevens and many, many other doctors and healthcare practitioners. There is a huge correlation to autophagy and good health. The actual key number they say to get your body into autophagy if you're just doing a fast is between 24 and 48 hours. But when you have a stacking effect, and just to give a little visual, if I have a glass of water, and I daily pour a little bit out at a time, eventually it's going to be empty. So the thought behind this is that you're emptying your liver and your body's cells of the glycogen slowly. But steadily and consistency is is really key with the intermittent fasting because the the more we do that the quicker it'll put us into that another thing that can put you into autophagy a little sooner is exercise like a strength uh, muscle resistance so, so kind of a a longer period of doing weightlifting or even walking is good too but doing a resistance training for a little longer instead of bursts or trying apple cider vinegar. And I like to take that. I can't take the apple cider vinegar liquid. It just makes me. Bleh. But there are some really good ones that you can take, and I will post some in the description. I really hope that these tips and tricks help you out. And that if you apply them and have good results, you let me know. Email address is the hot flash at gmail.com. I would always love for you to like, share, subscribe, all that fun stuff. It really helps me out and it doesn't cost you a thing. So I will see you next week on Hot Flash Mama Podcast.